might do you good. Four twenty-three DWS News Hour. Scott Beatty with you, and we're joined by Congressman John Shimkus, who represents the fifteenth district of Illinois. It covers a wide swath of geography, it includes a good portion of Champaign County outside of Champaign-Urbana proper, as well as all of Vermilion County, and heads on down south all the way to the Metro East area by St. Louis. Congressman Shimkus first started serving in nineteen ninety-seven. He said he would not run for re-election a few months ago, and he joins us now. And I uh, guess, Congressman, first of all, thanks for your time. And for the first time in a long time, you're not out campaigning. How does that feel? Yeah, it feels great. I mean, when you get, you know, you've got to remember that you can't stop at the Metro East for my district. you got to go almost an hour and a half further south to Metropolis. I mean, you off the air, you mentioned Garden of God. That's in my district, too. So, uh it's a it's a humongous district. I, I think campaigning is a lot different, you know, during COVID. So, uh, but in a normal year, I mean, you're spending every free day either doing your you know public policy work or then getting around uh, campaign events either for you or or other folks. And I'm doing a little bit with other folks, but not not a lot. I'm going to be up. Uh, I'm going to be up there next week for something for uh, obviously my good friend Roddy Davis, who, uh, uh, you know, that's a have to for me, and he, you know he's doing well. But I'm not. I'm just not in every race. People aren't asking me to come that much, and uh, so it is. It is nice. It's really, really what normal people do in the fall. You know, <laughs> they're not gone every day. If they are, they're picking apples. So. Uh, uh, it's uh and and I are you run, saying members of Congress are not normal? Is that what I'm supposed to infer from that? <laughs> well, they're somehow addicted to this life of politics and policy. Um, but I, what people don't know, uh, I've been I've been campaigning every two years since 1988. So yeah, this is a a welcome release and uh, on to the next stage. Well, on the matter of public policy, there is some of that to be done here before your term is out. What is, uh, from your perspective, the status of uh, any stimulus relief that may come the way uh, for Americans? Well, we've already done $3.2 trillion, so uh, it's not like nothing has been done. I, and I always talk about that a little bit because going through some of my files, when I first ran in 96, the national debt was $4.5 trillion. And I thought that was terrible. Um, we're going to increase the debt by 3.2 trillion just on the stimulus money that we've sent out. So the question is: Is there another tranche that we can do? Uh, and I've been pessimistic for a long time because you know states are still holding some of that money. So the question is: Shouldn't people deplete the money that they have before you go to the federal government and ask for more? Um, now, the, the tranches of money are in different areas. I think there's a, a, a lot of support for uh, doing the uh, payroll protection plan again, um, helping uh, first-line first line responders in the healthcare care sector. Uh, there's a lot of folks who are concerned about the airline industry. I, you know, I've been flying back and forth to D.C. for, the couple, for a couple months now, uh, uh, mostly on Southwest. And, you know, they are at least 
hobbling around, but, uh, you know, their traffic is, you know, is, is just a percentage of what they used to have. So there are, there should be enough things for members to get, you know, to get their arms around. I'm just aghast that we can't agree to spend 1.8 trillion additional dollars <laughs> in a stimulus. I mean, 1.8 trillion. Uh, I think that's the uh, one of the offers that were on the table, and then it got, and you know, and you know, I'm not getting partisan, but you know, 1.8 versus 2.2. I can't. Geez, it's just a, it's just a lot of money. I, I'm just shocked that when you're going to borrow money and go into debt, and you agree, both sides agree that we need to do one more thing, and then you put 1.2, 1. 1.8 trillion on the table, and that's not good enough. I, I, I just shake my head. Well, you know, I think probably most Americans, you know, if you said, here, here's $1,200, I, I recall that being the, the figure getting thrown around as a stimulus uh, payment, a la what happened in the spring, would, would welcome that. But is there a downside to that, at least in your mind? Or is that sort of a core part that you think should happen? Well, I think, you know, I think that could happen. Again, I think the payroll protection plan could happen. I think uh, whatever additional relief or maybe money once we get the vaccine out and, and that distribution. So I think there's credible things to, you know, that, that probably can be done um, along those lines. Uh, I, I just, uh, again, uh, I started in federal office with a $4.5 trillion national debt. And we might do that in one year. I think that's got a lot of conservatives. Uh, you know, I've always worried about when, when will people call us on our loans? When will, uh, when will inflation spike? When will, you know, the debt that we carry uh, financially start uh, crushing us? When are we paying more on interest payments than we're paying for education or, or national defense? Uh, and I've been saying that for 20 years, and it hadn't happened yet, so <laughs> it may never happen. I don't, I don't know, but I still think that you ought to be concerned about, you know, you know, paying your way and not borrowing your way. We're talking with Congressman John Shimkus of Illinois' 15th Congressional District. The, the district itself and the name of the district and the boundaries have changed considerably over the years, but... Uh, by and large, can you summarize maybe how things have changed in for the people you've served in 20 years, you know, for the better, for the worse? How, how do you compare life now as you exit Congress in, in a few months to when you started? Yeah, it, that's a great question because, you know, I've had three different districts. The first one went uh, Metro St. Louis, Quincy, Springfield, for the most part. That was Dick Durbin's old house seat. And then the next redistricting brought me uh, really east and south. Uh, I, I got up to uh, Shelby County and then, then angled back over to the Wabash and then down to Kentucky. And then this last round, I lost a big chunk of the, the final big chunk of the Madison County, although I still live in my hometown um, and I live in the district. But that's what, that's what pushed me up north, you know, into Vermilion and Champaign and a little bit of Ford. Uh, but the districts, other than the first one, they're very homogeneous. They're small-town, rural, agriculture, uh, and that's the uh, agribusiness. That's corn, beans, as we know. But my district's more pigs and people. Of course, when you hit the central part of the district and go south, you got 
um, you know, coal, of course, which has been challenged, and we have marginal oil wells. Uh, so that there are there is manufacturing areas around. Uh, you know, we, we've got some plants that access the uh, Princeton, Indiana, and the Toyota plant, and, and they're they're doing parts for that. Uh, we've got Continental Tire in Mount Vernon, which is a, a monster tire factory that a lot of people commute and work in, in that facility. But the heart of it is small town rural agriculture, conservative, both fiscally and, and socially. Uh, that's Republicans and Democrats. Uh, but because I, I, Southern, Deep Southern Oil was represented by Democrats before I started to run in that area. I mean, you had Glenn Fischar, you had Marcello, oh, yeah. David Phelps. You know, you, you know all these names. Uh, the, the party that they, you'd have to ask them, but the party that they r- were part of really has walked away from, you know, the values that, that rural conservative people have. So I think that's, that's why you see. And some would argue that's the way for suburbia. You know, I, that uh, we used to, Republicans used to be competitive in suburbia, but because of our conservative leanings, that's no longer the case. Uh, but when I ran, there was no Democrats in deep southern Illinois, and now we kind of control the playing field down here. And finally, Congressman, I, a variety of issues that I was hoping to get to are a little short on time, but a, a, a word, if you could, about political tone, civility right now. And, and and to be clear, I'm not asking you about the president. I think that's been discussed and oh, kicked, around, right. kicked around enough. But <laughs> no, I think it's broader than just uh, yeah, the president. Yeah. And and I'm wondering, you know, is it is it kind of just a thing to say now, oh, where's the civility, where's the tone? Or is there an issue? Do you, do you hope that something changes even though you won't be a part of it anymore? Yeah, well, I always tell people, go visit the uh, Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and look at the press covering of, of President Lincoln. And I, there's one, and, and really the papers were not, uh, they were partisan papers. Uh, and, and sometimes the media has, over the past year, years, had said, well, we're not, we're not political, we're not partisan, we're supposed to be objective. I'm, I'm not sure you, you can really be objective. They weren't in Lincoln's time. And I think you, you do bring your personal views to, to some of these issues. Having said that, um, so I think politics is always tough and always devolves, especially near the election, to the, the least common denominator. Um, we have, the people who get into politics have to be aware of that, have to, and if they don't want to be involved in that, then they shouldn't get, they shouldn't get in, involved. I, I got off the Twitter years ago just because it was mean and nasty. Um, people ask me, how can I put up with the people who follow me on my Facebook page? And my answer is, well, I don't read their comments. <laughs> so I don't, I, don't really, I don't really worry about it. But it is, we ought to appeal to our better nature. I've got great friends who are Democrats in Washington, D.C., um, and we agree to disagree without being disagreeable. Uh, um, we had, they did a special order for me on the floor uh, last week or two weeks ago, a couple of Democrats came down. One, Paul Tonko, who's the chairman of my subcommittee, we were in a policy fight at that time, and he still came down and said nice things about me. That's the way we should be, and we ought to be mature enough and stop this name-calling. 
Congressman Shimkus, really appreciate your time, and maybe we could do it again here before uh, things are all said and done, but uh, congratulations nonetheless on your long uh, tenure of service in Congress, and uh, wish you the best as you maybe get to put your feet up a bit. Maybe a little bit, but I'll still keep moving a little bit because uh, going from 24-7 to going like uh, zero to seven, I mean, you, I, I've got some things in, in the mix and maybe I can share with them with them with you sometime in the future all right look forward to it thanks a lot bye scott all right that's congressman john shimkus representing the 15th district that uh envelops around champaign urbana here in champaign county and also includes uh, vermilion county and then heads on down for a good portion of the state of illinois we'll check local news in a moment